Thanks. All right, there we go. Um, how are we doing this morning? Good, 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 good. Um, okay, a couple things before we get started. Uh, first thing, first things first. Um, just want to say again, congratulations, graduates. Uh, we are excited. Um, and just to be able to play a small role in your life, uh, encouraging you, uh, getting to walk with you, pray for you. And uh, we are excited to uh, just see what God's going to do in you, what God's going to do through you, and how he's going to uh, use you in this next chapter of your life. And so uh, just know that when you go out, you're not alone, that, that if we can ever, ever, ever do anything to encourage, support, walk with, that, that we uh, very much so want to do that. Um, and we're just excited to see in years down the road how God's going to use you for his glory and the building up of his kingdom. And so um, we, we are excited uh, to be able to partner with you and just to love on you in that, that way. Um, next thing uh, is this. I want to celebrate for just a moment. Um, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we'd gotten a gift and a challenge uh, to match that gift. And that gift was $30,000 to help pay down the building. Um, so far, we, are, we have brought in... Um, above that, uh, 13000 So two weeks in, we brought in about 13000 to help pay down and pay off our facility. And so that, that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah. We, that, yeah. Um, your faithfulness to give and, uh, is, is just amazing. Um, and, and the reason why that excites us is because once we get out of uh, debt here, I mean, the opportunities that we'll have to be able to, to do even more in our community uh, through missions and, and giving and different things like that. So we, we are excited to be uh, debt-free here and praying that God helps us get to that place sooner uh, than later. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we'll be this morning. 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we're going to start in verse 8, and we'll get there here in a few minutes. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I am wearing this fancy-dancy fanny pack that was given to me this week. A uh, couple reasons. One, um, I mean, the convenience of it, yo. I mean, it's just located right there, and you're like, people are like, hey, what is he doing? Um, thank you. I am married, Patrick. Um, we are not that kind of church. Um, but no, um, I'm sorry if that was... Anyways, so, um, so one, one reason is because I'm a trendsetter, and this is what trendsetters do. Uh, you put it out there for everybody to see. You, you let you... I'm, hey, no shame up here, right? Um, uh, no, I'm just, just joking. Um, really, I, I received this bad boy as a gift, and so I wanted to say thank you and show it off for a minute. Um, okay, the minute's over. Um, let me take that and put it right there. Um, I won't forget it. That'll be good for when we go on trips. Um, but, like, it's funny. Like, I, I made mention of fanny pack, and I've seen him everywhere this week, y'all. Like, I've been out, and they are everywhere. And if you're a fanny pack wearer, you wear that fanny pack. That is awesome, and I am proud of you for that. I will get there one day. Um, uh, but, but, no, I, I make mention of the fanny pack just simply because uh, last week I, I referenced it in, in our sermon. And so if you missed that, you can go back and check it out online or our app, uh, Facebook page there. And so... Um, so I, I had mentioned, mentioned that. And so what, what I want to do for just a second is I, I want to kind of go back for just a moment before we, before we go forward. And I don't want to go back too far. I just, I just want to make mention because I believe that this will kind of help set up even more so, um, help set up even more so where we're going to be today and kind of, kind of show us some things and kind of help, uh, help get the big picture of some things real fast. So, so what I want to do is, eh, I'm way too far. There we go, right there. I want to show you this picture. And the thing about this picture is this picture uh, is a big picture of a small piece that we had last week. And the small piece is, is a puzzle piece. Um, and on that puzzle piece, the, the thing about it is it's such a small piece of, of a picture. And by itself, it's a bit confusing. By itself, it's not very valuable. By itself, that little 
puzzle piece uh, doesn't give a big picture, doesn't give an understanding very well of, of what, what the bigger picture is. But when you have all the smaller pieces that come together and you put them together and you construct it, uh, this is what you have is, is a big picture uh, of what the smaller picture is. That's just a piece of it. And, and the thing is this, is if one piece of that picture is lost, if one piece of that picture is not where it needs to be in the puzzle, then it, it throws everything else off. The, the picture struggles. You get confused. And regardless of what piece of the puzzle you have, whether you have a corner or whether you have the middle piece, they're equally valuable. They're very, very valuable. Because if one, one piece is missing or not in the right place, it throws off everything else. And the point of that was to say this, is that God has given us as his children, as believers, he has given us a gift or gifts that are needed to be used in the family. And when I'm talking about family, I'm talking about the church. Like he has given us those gifts, placed those gifts in us by way of the Holy Spirit to be used for the building up and the encouragement of his people. And so as part of the family, we've got gifts that need to be used to bring him glory and to make us stronger, to make us better. And so I'm going to ask you if you join me as we pray, and then we'll jump in this morning to where, where God's got us here in 1 Corinthians 8. Let's pray. Father, we need you. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness. Father, I ask that you just speak in a mighty way this morning. Father, help us hear what you have to say. Father, help us tune into and get what you have for us this morning. Oh, Holy Spirit, do work in this place. I beg of you, work in a mighty way. Father, I pray that if there be one here that don't know you as Lord and Savior, God, that you that you would start to draw, that you would save, that you would rescue, that you would redeem, God, that you would do a work in this place this morning. And for those of us in, the, in this room who are your children, Father, that you would encourage, that you would convict, God, that you would do a mighty, mighty work in us. And, and Father, help us see with greater clarity the gift that you've given us or gifts that you've given us, God, and the purpose behind those. God, help us be obedient to what you've called us to be and do. Shall we pray? Amen. Amen. All right, well, this morning, this is what I want to do. This is, this is what I hope to accomplish. This, first and foremost, I just want to define what some of the gifts are, especially as it pertains here in 1 Corinthians 12. I want to define what those gifts are, look through those gifts, the small list that, that the Apostle Paul has given the church here at Corinth, and then what I want to do is I want to remind us the purpose of those gifts. Now, I want to remind us because we, we see them, but once we see them, I don't want us to forget about them because I want us to understand why those gifts were given uh, to the church at Corinth, but even also uh, readily available for us uh, as the church here at, at New Life. And so before we jump into uh, defining those gifts, I believe that we need to do some work here. I believe that we need to dive in and we need, we need to do some work and we need to um, uh, turn on our theological uh, thought for a moment and just kind of dive in, especially as it pertains to the gifts. And I want to say this, theology is not a bad thing. Kind of as Eric's reference this morning, theology is a good thing. Theology is a great thing because what theology is, theology is just the study of God. It's the study of God and what he's like. And the reality is this, is that every single one of us in this room is a theologian, whether you realize it or not. Every single one of us in this room has thoughts about God, uh, has uh, understandings about God, uh, knows a little bit about God, maybe doesn't know a little bit. You, every one of us in this room is a theologian. And we live out that, those thoughts every single day in our worldview, in the way that we interact, in the things that we do. And so theology is a good thing. And so uh, the two camps as it pertains to uh, spiritual gifts are these. The first one is this. First camp is this. Sensationalism. 
A sensationalist is a theological belief that spiritual gifts such as speaking in tongues, prophecy, and the healing gifts ceased at the apostolic age. Uh, so the first camp believes that a portion of these gifts that we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks uh, are no longer uh, being uh, uh, participated in. No, they, they have ceased to, to, to be in existence. They have stopped. And so what they believe is this, is that when the last apostle, the last one that walked with Jesus, was with Jesus, when he dies, these gifts go away. They were for a certain period of time, for a specific purpose, and once the apostolic age ended, those gifts ended. That's the first camp. The second camp is this, continuist, a continuism. It's a theological belief that the gifts have continued to the present age, specifically those sometimes called the sign gifts, the gifts that I just referenced, sometimes called the sign gifts, such as tongues and prophecy. So a continuous believes that those gifts are still present, still readily available, still are here in this day and in this age. And, and so I want to say this. I want to reference this first before we kind of dive in and go a little bit further. Uh, there are certain things, I believe, in the church, doctrine and theology, uh, that are open-handed and close-handed. Uh, a close-handed example of close-handed is that it's by faith alone in Christ alone. Like, like that's a hill that we're willing to die on. I mean, that's a theological, doctrinal point uh, that, that, that it describes who we are and what we believe. Jesus Christ being God and being man, that is a hill that we're willing to die on. Virgin birth, a hill that we're willing to die on. Uh, those are theological and doctrinal truths uh, that, that we are not uh, going to uh, dance around, that we are not going to uh, try to explain away, that we're going to believe and go headlong into, willing to die for. I believe that these two camps here are one of those open-handed discussion camps. I, I believe that this is something that, that, that allows us to still be uh, uh, friendly, allows us to still be um, um, uh, doing ministry together, allows us to still be connected and, and in fellowship with one another. No matter where you fall between these two camps, it's not a close-handed argument, a close-handed debate. It doesn't have to be. And so for us here at New Life, we want to be about doctrinal purity, steeped in the sufficiency of God's word. We want to embrace what's revealed in God's word as it pertains to spiritual gifts. We want to embrace that. We want to walk in that. And I believe one of the issues as it pertains to the sign gifts, I believe one of the issues that's happened is, is that they've been practiced horribly. That they've been practiced in an unbiblical way. And I want to be cautious and careful here, but I but also want to speak truth. Like, like, like anybody, I can remember growing up and watching on TV Benny Hinn. I mean, he would knock somebody in the head and heal them. And I'm like, he hit them so hard, there's no way that they're okay. I mean, I'm just, I, I can remember seeing some of that stuff and the debacle that come from that and the things that happen. Like, I can, I can remember seeing that. Um, I can remember my, uh, I was in high school. I was, uh, had just graduated and I got invited to come speak at a Pentecostal church. Felt called to ministry, and this was my life. I mean, I've been speaking in a few places and things like that. And I can remember going that night, and I'm thinking, man, they, they are going to hate when I get up to speak. I'm like, I am nowhere near that lively. I mean, I flail around with my hands and stuff. Like, this is killing me having to hold this thing. Like, somebody may catch it here in a minute, but just throw it back. But I'm like, I, 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 mean, I mean, it was lively. I mean, people running around. I mean, it was, it was just crazy. It was so crazy that that night I go to the bathroom after service, and I call Mary. I'm like, listen, babe. If I text you SOS, you, you get me out of here. 
there is some, I know you're not supposed to lie in church, God forgive me, but there is something going on here that I just don't know about this. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do with this. I've, I've never been in an environment like that. I, I mean, the things that they were, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know what they were saying. I don't, at one point, there were some women down here uh, with, with some other women and the stuff, I, don't, I couldn't understand that language. I'd never heard that language. And, and then they got more of them. And I just, like, I was just, I was, and people running around the whole time. They were jumping off stuff. I mean, like, they were doing cartwheels. I'm like, I mean, the spirit can get a hold of me, but I'm not guaranteeing a cartwheel of this guy. I mean, I would pull a hammy, you know? It's just like, I mean, I don't. And, and, and so my fear is that when it comes to the gifts, and even when, we talk, even when we talk about the Holy Spirit, even when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we kind of go to that weird, weird place like that. And the thing that we've got to understand is that, is that God is not a God of confusion or chaos. But he's a God of, of order, a God of power. And, and so I believe one of the things that's happened as it pertains to the gifts, especially spiritual gifts, especially the sign gifts that's re- referenced here, is that maybe they've been practiced in a way that isn't God-honoring, in a way that isn't biblical. And, and so one of the things that we're going to see here in 1 Corinthians 12 is, is that we're going to find a small portion of the spiritual gifts that are mentioned. This is just a small list. And nowhere in the scriptures do we find an all-encompassing list of the spiritual gifts in any one passage. There's not a full list. There's not a full uh, uh, naming of all of them. But instead, what we're going to see is they're kind of just spread throughout all the scriptures of the New Testament. Many, many of the different books. It's, you're going to see them kind of just spread out like, like, like here. You're going to see them uh, find some of the list in Romans chapter 12. There will be a few there. Ephesians chapter 4 is going to be another place where you can find some of the gifts. First uh, Peter chapter 4 is a place. And then even 1 Corinthians chapter 12 here. You'll, you'll find some more of the, the spiritual gifts that God gives by way of the Holy Spirit. And it's almost as if like the Bible, what the Bible is doing is it wants to remind us that there's a variety or varieties of gifts. And, and it's as if we need to be on the lookout. We need to be pressing in. We need to be seeing. We need to be, we need to be on the lookout. And church, what it should do to us is this, is that every gift given to a believer at conversion, regardless of what the gift is, regardless of what the gift is, is something that we should be grateful for and something that we should marvel at. It's something that we should be very, very grateful for and marvel at. Why? Because we've done nothing to deserve it. We have done absolutely nothing to deserve it, but God in his mercy and for his glory and for the betterment of his church, what does he do? He gives good gifts to his children. What to be used to point people back to him, to be used to show people of his greatness and his goodness. That's what the gifts are. That's what God does with the gifts. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 8. And we're just going to see the gifts that Paul mentions here to the church at Corinth. And I just want to walk through these. So let's, let, let's, do, let's do some work here. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says this. It says, four to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And so the utterance of wisdom is words of wisdom that encourages others to live their lives in accordance to the gospel. These words that are spoken, these words that that are given by the Holy Spirit, placed on someone's heart, this gift here, utterance of wisdom, is is for the building up of. and, And it aligns itself with the truth of the gospel. A way to define it would be like this. Words of wisdom are best understood as the illumination prompting of the Spirit to bring about knowledge of God or knowledge of self that is faithful to the disclosure of God that we see in the Scripture and in Christ that results in maturity in the church. 
It is for the building up of us, for pressing us into it. It's helping us mature and grow. And there may be an utterance of wisdom that we receive from somebody that has this gift. Let me give you an example. So, so for me, um, we get, uh, get called down here uh, right out of college. Um, I step into to a church as a student pastor, and I'm there for a couple years, and it was just, it was just kind of rough going there. And uh, so I, I step away from or helped out of my first uh, ministry there, and I was just distraught. Like, I was torn. I didn't, know, I didn't know what to do. I knew that God had called me to ministry. And so uh, in that, we just kind of step back, and we begin to pray. And uh, one of the things that I had been doing leading up to that was um, substitute teaching. So, so for me, it was an easy way to get into school systems. It was an easy way to see my kids, to meet, uh, to meet uh, the, the administration, things like that, build relationships. And so I'd been doing that. And uh, whenever um, I step away from that position, um, I continue to do that. And, and I can remember, I was kind of in a, 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 a down place, a bad place. And so as I'm there, substitute teaching, um, uh, I have a free period. It's crazy they give substitutes like planning periods. So I'm going to take advantage of that, yo, you know? Like, so I'm going to do some planning. And so I'm over in the corner doing my planning, kind of just uh, reading a little bit, studying, doing some stuff, kind of figuring out what God's doing in me, what he's, what he's trying to accomplish and do. And so as I'm there, the door kind of opens. And as the door opens, uh, this janitor, who I, I have no idea, I don't know who the guy was, steps in. And as he steps in, he begins to kind of um, do some things. And I'm kind of to myself in the corner, usually highly relational. But I'm over in the corner just doing my thing, wanting to be left alone. It's planning period. I'm planning. And so, um, and he begins to talk to me. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And like normally, like I just, I relish at that. You know, like I'm just, I'm in my zone. I'm in my place. And so he begins to talk to me. And as he begins to talk to me, just asking some questions and things like that. And he's just kind of in there tidying up, taking out trash, doing, doing some stuff like that. Um, and in that, he's like, he's like I, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what's going on or where you're at or what's happening in your life. He's like, man, but um, I, just, I just feel like I need to tell you something. And I'm like, oh, okay. What, what, do you, what do you got for him? What you need to tell me? And he's like, well, I was, I was just reading the other day. And this verse, Romans 8, 28. And I'm like, oh, he's not that verse. And I'm like, yeah, bud, what, what, what is it? And like I, know, like, I know, I'm like, and so I'm like, not that verse. And he, he does it. He says, I don't know, but God just, just pressed it on my heart. And as I stepped in, I just felt like I needed to share this with you. I needed to tell you something. And so he begins to kind of quote it. He says, all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And he just kind of begins to just, just talk about that for a few minutes. And he's like, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why, but I just felt like something's pressed upon me to share that with you. And so I was just kind of at a, at a dark place, place. It was just rough. I didn't know what, what, I mean, I didn't know what God was doing, what was happening. And just kind of he used that in that moment to speak an utterance, an utterance there to me. An utterance of wisdom. Why? Because in that, he didn't just say it, but he kind of broke it down and he talked about it. He said, man, can I just pray with you for a second? And he does that and he leaves. And, and I guess what it did was it encouraged me and it helped me, it helped me see because what I remember is from that, this is fresh after being, uh, stepping away, being let go, whatever we want to call it there. Um, it was fresh into that. And after that, um, uh, like bills still keep coming. Like if you don't have a job, bills still keep coming. You know what I'm saying? And so in that, I'm like, yeah, okay, of course all things work to the good for, uh, I mean, the, the homeless place, that's where we're going to be headed. That's what, I mean, like all these Crazy thoughts are going through my mind, that kind of stuff. And I can remember not long after that, what happens? It's like a random check just shows up. And I'm like, what? And it was just for the amount of the bill that we had. And I'm like, this went on for a few months, like from people that we didn't even know. And back and I look at that, I'm just, I just, I'm just reminded as I read through this and as I think through this, I'm just reminded of that time in my life of, of where God put someone in my life to encourage me in such a way then I thought, okay, this is crazy. Yeah, I know that verse. Don't quote to me that verse during this time. But I listened and I took it in. And in that, what God, what God did through that, just, just in that conversation with him, and then how God even set things up to remind me of his goodness and faithfulness. 
the gift that Paul mentions here is utterances of wisdom. He goes on in verse 8 and he says this, and, and to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Same Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who this is talking about. Capital S there. Holy Spirit gives these gifts. The utterance of knowledge. What is the utterance of knowledge? Knowledge is a message marked by theological understanding, including understanding based on Spirit-inspired study of Scripture. So there's an understanding that's giving there. There's an understanding to be able to, to look at and to get and to, un, and to understand and take in that's inspired how? By the Scriptures. And, and we know this to be true, that this, this, this is a gift. Because think about it for a minute. Like, like, do you know anybody who has read the Scriptures, but they've missed Jesus in the whole point? That maybe they've read it to, to be able to, to debunk it, or they've, they've heard a bunch of the stories about it, or even, I mean, anytime a holiday comes along, right? The History Channel, they, they've got some stuff that's going to be coming out, and they're going to prove or try to show, or they're going to do some history-type stuff on it, and, 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 they, and they give it, and they put it out there. There are people that can read the Scriptures and miss the whole point to it. They can read it and not get it. And so what Paul says is the gift is the same from the Holy Spirit, an utterance of knowledge. He goes on in verse 9 and he says this, to another faith by the same Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives the gift of faith. And the faith that he's talking about here is not the faith uh, that, that happens at salvation. That's not what he's talking to, but it's a faith that's, that's not granted to all Christians, but a kind of faith in a sovereign God that specifically believes that he is capable of intervening in a way possible at any time. That, that he can do a work, that he can intervene, that he can move at any... Like, have you ever been around people like that? Uh, they just have the faith that God's going to do something. Like, I'm not worried about it. God's got it. It's almost like they come across those crazy optimists. Like their glass is always half full. Always half full. I mean, everything's falling down around them. I mean, the building's on fire. Uh, the car don't have any tires on. I mean, everything is just, just chaotic and crazy and horrific. I mean, you know what? God's got this. I ain't worried. He's going to take care of it. He'll come through. It's going to take care of itself. I have nothing to worry about. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. They, they just look crazy in the moment, don't they? They just believe that God's going to do, that God's going to handle, that God's going to make a way. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. God's got it. And what I know is this, is that you don't want to be that person that squashes that, right? And I know the thought, my thoughts always, because I've got to be careful, because my thoughts always like, yeah, but what if God's plan is not to? Like, you don't want to be that guy. Let's just jump on the, hey, we're going to believe that God's going to work and do, as long as we know that that's there. Because the thing is this, what if they are wrong? What have they lost? What's happened? As long as they land at the place that God's sovereign in control, and I'm just going to believe that he's got, got a great purpose to do something great in it regardless. Great faith with open hands. I believe that we all should strive to be at that place. That we all should strive to have this gift. To him be the glory regardless of the outcome. But I just believe that God's going to step up and do something amazing in it. The gift of faith. He goes on in, in, in verse 9 and kind of closes out. He says, to another gifts of healing by one spirit. Uh, to another, the working of miracles. And so I don't think I really need to define these so much. Maybe just kind of tell some stories. So I, I can remember um, me, I can remember me in high school, uh, I believe I was around 10th grade, 
Um, in our community, there, there was a car wreck, a horrific car wreck, and, and a young lady was ejected from the car. And usually in car wrecks, when you're ejected from the car, uh, it, it doesn't end well. And so I could remember um, as, as a 10th grader uh, getting this call. Mom, mom knew, uh, my mom knew the family pretty well. She worked with her. And so the, the, the young lady was, was in a horrific car wreck, and she was ejected. And I can remember they said that she was like face down in a puddle for a little while. Before, before the emergency services got there. And so they get her and they take her to the hospital and um, they end up having to transport her to the bigger hospital. And um, I, I can just remember that it, wasn't, it, did, it did not appear to be very good. But I can remember the church like came together and they began to pray. They began to pray that God would move, that God would work, that God would heal. And, and I can remember like all the medical minds and the scientific minds saying, I mean, there's, there's, not, there's no brain activity, there's none of this stuff happening. It's just, it doesn't look good, doesn't appear to be good. And, and I can even remember like us taking a trip down to sea, and, and I can remember um, of praying for and just even like laying hands on and praying for her while she was in the hospital. And I can, I can just remember those type of things. And, and so there appeared to be no hope. And then it was just like one day, like I, I just one, one day, I know it, it just turned. It, it started to turn, like, like some, some stuff. I, and, I, and again, I'm not scientific. I don't have a clue. I'm not medical, nothing. Like, like they're already going to be smarter than me if they just even go to college like that. Like, I'm, I've got a Bible degree. That's, that's it. Um, and so I can, like, remember, like, hearing and listening some of this story, and I'm like, holy cow. What? Yeah, she made this or that, but, but she's, it seems like, and it finally got to the point where they're like, she's going to make a recovery. She's going to make a recovery. God has done something in her life. He is, and, and like, like, I remember, like, the medical minds were just astounded by this. They, they were astonished by what God had done. When I read this, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Healing by one spirit to another working of miracles. I, I can remember a few years. It's probably been about five, six years ago. Even in this church, God did something pretty amazing. There's a gentleman by the name of, of Larry Willard that was here. And I can remember us as a church began to pray for him because he'd went. He was kind of off a little bit health-wise. And I can remember we began to pray. And he went, and they, they thought it was some sort of cancer. And I can remember we began to pray, and a few months later they come back and they say, oh, there's no cancer, it's gone. Uh, and, and I can remember in my mind, I, I don't know how yours plays, but, but like in my mind I'm like, oh, well, they, they, can you believe that they would misdiagnose that? Like I thought this, I, you don't say this stuff out loud. I'm like, are you, I can't, ah. Oh. And I can remember just plain as day God saying, did you not pray for this? Then why don't you give me the dang glory where I deserve the dang glory, Scott? I don't know how God talks to you, but he just, I mean, he just straight up gets me. You know what I'm saying? And so he's just like, listen, dude. You're going to pray and ask for this. Get over yourself whenever I do something. Because in our minds, we try to like, like explain it away. We try to figure it out. We try to get to the bottom of it. We try to, and I can just remember, again, in my heart, plain as day, God saying, dude, y'all been praying for this. Why wouldn't I do something for my glory? Why would I not do something to, to blow people's minds? Why would I not? And I can just remember that. So whenever I read through this and I see that miracles and healings, I just... I just I can remember a story like that, story after story. Like, like, like about five, five years or so ago, my, my brother-in-law, a Ewing sarcoma. Ewing sarcomas are not a good type of cancer. It's a cancer that usually attaches itself to soft tissue or hard tissue uh, or, or like a, a bone. And so usually it's found in, in pediatrics. It's found in children. Um, and usually what happens is, is it'll attach itself to the bone and it'll kind of begin to swell a little bit and like a kid may be out running and fall and like, oh, it hurts and they can never get over it. And so they take him in and, and there's, this, there's this big old like tumor on their bone. 
Like, I could remember we were talking, we went to, to, the, to the doctor um, for a checkup with one of our boys, and we was talking to the doctor, and we had mentioned that to, to our pediatrician. Um, and one of the things he says, like, we had one of those not too long ago. The kid slid into second, knee just thought he dinged it a little bit, sprained it, never could get over it. And, and so anyways, bring him in, we do an x-ray, there it was. You know what we do? Two days later, we take the leg. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And, and then the Ewing start coming, they're so aggressive. They, they come back, and they just, they just attack, and they, and so I can remember, um, and just so has it, I think, Mary, your brother was 20, I think, like, 30 is, like, the cutoff for Ewing sarcomas, and I think, like, he was 29, and they find his, and I, I can remember kind of walking through that process, and the amount of chemo, and the things that he went through, and I can remember we began to pray, and he goes through this at the same time with another kid. There's a younger kid that's going through a Ewing sarcoma, same thing, and um, I mean, he went through an extensive, and, and they won't give him, what, is it 13 years before he can say that he's in remission? And so he goes back every six months right now. But, but what God's done is he's taken it, and we believe that he's healed it. I mean, he's about three, four years removed from it, and, and God's just working and doing that, and we believe that. And, and so I just, I mean, story after story after story, and all for God's glory and honor. All for God's glory and all for God's honor. But one is of, of healings and, and working of miracles. He, he goes on in verse 10 and he says this. He says, to another prophecy. To, to another prophecy. So what is prophecy? Prophecy is imparting to a person a word of encouragement the Lord has laid on the heart of the hearer. And so this gift is to be practiced with humility and respect. It, it never stands in contrast to anything that has ever been said or revealed in the Scriptures ever. Uh, the word of prophecy, the gift of prophecy here, it is never a word that is contrary to God's revealed word, contrary to God's heart and his nature. It is almost as if it's a personal touch from the Lord to a person's heart uh, in need in that given situation where, the, where God has revealed that he's seen, that God is aware, that God knows and he hears. And, and so we're to be encouraged by words of prophecy. I can remember it was my senior year in high school and I would definitely say that my mentor has this gift. He was here a few months ago, uh, Billy Wayne and um, one of the things about him that just, just, it just shook me. I don't know how God used it, but God used him in a mighty way in my life. And so we're, we're getting toward the end of the school year, um, and I'm president of FCA, and uh, as president of FCA, you have, to, you have to give a talk every week or get lined up people to come in and give, give biblical talks and things like that. And uh, he's an evangelist that's in town that week, and as he's in town that week, um, somebody asked if he could come by and do FCA, and I said, sure, that's cool, good. So I kind of get up, pray, and then turn it over to him. And, and after I turn it over to him, I can just remember that he comes over to me. And, and then, I mean, the, you saw him. He's just like a little squirt. This, the audacity of him to look at me and say, boy, I don't, I don't know who you are, but I want to tell you right now that if you're doing anything in your life that's preventing this group from, I mean, he's like, his, like he's going, you know him. He doesn't, he doesn't let you have it. Anything to keep this group from growing or God using this group to do mighty things for his name and his glory. I pray God takes you out of this position. And I'm like, dear God, who sent him an email? I mean, who has he talked to? I mean, like, like, there's some stuff going on in my life, but I thought I hit it pretty good. Apparently, I didn't. And so I can remember after that, like, like I've got to find out, you know? Like, I'm like, what does he really know? What is that called? That's conviction. That's a good gift from God. And so I can remember after that, like, going to him. And, and like, I'll tell you one thing. The whole weekend, I was, at the, I was at the revival, the youth revival they were on. Every, I was on the front row. Like, I wanted to find, I needed to know some things about that guy. How in the world? But it was so cool what God was doing in that moment was this, is that he was getting up in my junk through, through Billy, and he was doing it in a way to get my attention to remind me that, that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and that he has a better purpose for me. And there were some things in my life that didn't match up like it should. And I was being a little bit rebellious in, and I was doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing. 
And, and God used Billy to speak a word into my life to get my attention that encouraged me through, through conviction. And, and so that's the gift of prophecy. It, it's, it, it's to be practiced with great humility, but it's a word of encouragement that God's laid on the heart that someone needs to hear. And it always aligns itself with the Word of God. Always aligns itself with the Word of God. Not something new coming down the way, but it's revealed from the Word of God already. He goes on and he says this, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits. To distinguish between spirits. And what that means is simply this. To distinguish between spirits is a special ability to evaluate the origin, authority, and application of a prophetic message. Uh, This gift may be the ability to distinguish between demonic forces from the Holy Spirit. Um, I guess maybe the way that I would kind of illustrate this or kind of say this. Have you ever just heard something that didn't just sound right? I mean, it sounded like cutesy and Christian-y, maybe. But, but like, the more you thought about it, it kind of just stirred in your soul. Uh, the, the, more, the more you're like, oh, man, like, that's, yeah, yeah, maybe, ah. Oh. But it just didn't sit right. It, it just didn't sit right. Like, like, maybe like this. Like, this sounds really, really, really cute and really, really biblical and really, really, um, really, really nice and neat. Uh, how about this one? God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. That's got to be found somewhere in the Gospels, right? Jesus probably over in. Uh, God helps those because God wants to help, but you've got to help yourself first. That's not biblical. Honestly, that, that's anti-biblical. You can't help yourself. I don't care how great you think you are. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care. Just try, you can't just try harder. You can't do anything apart from Him. You can't help your... That's anti-gospel, right? That's putting glory and honor on you. You just need to do something and then God's going to respond. No, that's the great news about the gospel. There's nothing in you that merits it. You're not awesome. You're not great. You're not all-encompassing. You're not just work harder. You're not just... He really, really needs you on His team. It's none of that stuff. That's man-centered gospel, not God-centered gospel. And it's the complete opposite. You, you can't help yourself. You can't do a thing apart from Him without Him. The good news of the gospel is He steps in even in the midst of that. And He rescues and He redeems you. And now that He's with you, now He's going to work and do in you and through you for His glory, for His honor, for His great name. So as I read this, as I think about this, maybe it's something like that. If you've ever just had that moment, maybe that's the working of the Spirit, a gifting of the Spirit in you to be like, oh man, it sounds good, it sounds cool, but I just, it just doesn't sit right. And so what do you do? You follow it out. You think about it. You go to Scripture. You find out what's going on. What is he saying? What's happening? So it gives the ability to distinguish between the spirits. Is this of God or is this of Satan? I mean, I think another one is the prosperity gospel. If you just give, if you just believe harder, if you just do enough, if you just, then, then God will give you everything that he's never promised you. Well, they don't say it like that. He'll give you everything that you've ever wanted. And that's false. That's anti-gospel. Anti-gospel. So to one, the ability to distinguish between spirits. And then he goes on in verse 10 to close it out. He says, to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Um, now I'm not going to say anything about this this morning because here in a couple weeks we're going to dive into that and we're going to spend two weeks in chapter 14. 
I don't know what you know about 1 Corinthians here in, in 12, 13, and 14. Next week we're going to be in chapter 13, and we're going to look at that, and we're going to talk about that for a moment, how it, how it goes with the gifts and what God's doing there. And then, and then after that we're going to spend two weeks in chapter 14, whereby we're going to talk about this, we're going to dive into this, we're going to look at what, what this means and what God's doing even with this. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to touch that today. That's coming in a couple of weeks. And so what I want to do now is this, is I want to close, I want to close with this, the purpose of spiritual gifts. And I'll look at two scriptures real fast to close out. The first one is this. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So the purpose of spiritual gifts is what Paul tells the church here at Corinth. is for the common good. What's the common good? Why would God give us gifts? Why would God through the Spirit place in us gifts? Why would he do that? It's for this. It's for the common good. Common good, what does that mean? It means oneness. It means unity. It means building up. So God gives us these gifts. The gifts that he's mentioned here in 1 Corinthians, he's given the church at Corinth. He's made readily available for us, the church here today, believers, born again. He's given us these gifts, what? For, for this, for the common good. For, for the building up of, for unity. That's what God is done. Why? Because he wants his body to be strong. He wants his body to be complete. He wants his body to be a force to be reckoned with. That's what he does. And he's given us gifts to take care of one another, to encourage one another, to love one another. To build up to, for the common good. The common good is to make much of Jesus. Now, now let's look at what Paul says over to the, to the believers there in Rome. Rome Romans 1.11. Romans 1.11 says this. He says this, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. That I may impart to you. And this phrase is kind of misleading. As you read it, you're, it sounds like Paul wants to kind of help them have a gift. He wants to kind of give them a gift. But the text, actually what it means is this, is that he wants to give them the benefits of his gifts. He wants to give them the benefits of, the, of his gifts, the gifts that God's given him. He wants to go there. He wants to be with them. And as a result of being there with them as the body, as he lives out, as he, as he lives out his gifts, it's going to encourage them. It's going to uh, uh, bring purpose. It's going to help benefit them as he uses his gifts. So for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to do what? To strengthen you. So, so to strengthen someone by spiritual gift means to help their faith not give way easily when the storm rages. Not to give way easily when difficulties and troubles come. That's what the Apostle Paul's saying. The purpose of gifts is, is to build up, is to strengthen. They're to be used to help other people keep the faith and persevere in life's storms. Life just beating on you right now? Difficulties just can seem to continue just to consume, to wear you out? We as the body are what? To be living out our spiritual gifts before one another. We're to be living in such a way that, that we encourage through that. That we build up, that there's this oneness, that, that, we, that we strengthen one another, that there's this common good. That's what we're called to do. And he goes on in verse 12, he says, That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And when he uses the word encourage, to give and to receive support or confidence. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. I mean, the purpose of gifts, regardless of what gifts, is not to be chaotic, not to be crazy, not to cause confusion. The, the purpose of gifts is for this, to strengthen to encourage, to build up. See, see, the purpose of spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit are to convey or demonstrate our faith by the things that we say and do for the strengthening of another's faith. That's the point of it. Spiritual gifts that God has given us. And if you're here this morning in this place, a believer in Christ, born again, you've got spiritual gifts. God has placed in you gifts, what, for the building up of, for this very purpose here. 
See, when you use your spiritual gifts, you grow and you mature in your faith, as well as help others grow and mature in their faith, all the while glorifying God and making much of Him. Church, that's what we get to do. That's what the gifts are for, given to all believers by the Holy Spirit. Gifts are gifts at the time they come to faith in Christ. Every one of us. And it's for the building up and unity of the body. So as the band comes, I want, I want to close with this. I want to read, read one more verse. And I want to finish out 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 11. This, this will be the last verse we look at. This is what he says. He says, all these, what are these? These are the spiritual gifts that he just talked about. The gifts that he had mentioned. All these, all these gifts are empowered, how? By one and the same Spirit. Capital S there, the Holy Spirit, God. All these are empowered by God who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So it's God who gives gifts. God, for whatever reason, has given you spiritual gifts, has given me spiritual gifts, certain spiritual gifts, maybe a, a, a plethora of, maybe just a few, maybe just one. He has given us gifts. It's him who gives gifts to whom he chooses. So you as a born-again part of the body, believer of the body, you have purpose in the body. I mean, have you thought about it like that? As you're about to go off to college, as you're about to step out and go away, or maybe stick around, I don't know what your plan is. Whatever that may be, whatever that may look like, those of you that are graduating from college, as you're about to step into the workforce, I mean, God God has given you a gift to show off how great and how good and how awesome he is out there, but also to use it here in his body. You've got purpose. God has got a plan for you. I know that's kind of usually segues into like this weird like, but no, he does. And, and each gift, regardless of how much uh, attention sign gifts get, each gift that God gives is just as important as the other. Remember the puzzle piece? Just as important. And he's given you that gift or gift so that you can bring him glory by encouraging his people and building his church. So my question is, what is your gifts? I mean, that was just a small list that we read there. Sprinkled throughout all the rest of Scripture, you see, you see it in the New Testament, the gifts that God has given through the Spirit. What's your gift? Do you know what your gift is? I mean, are you using your gift for His glory and for His honor? If, if you're not, man, what is doing to the body? You, you over here don't know who's sitting over here that may need you to live that out and be that. You, you over here, sitting over here, you don't know what you're going through that, that you need to live that out and to be that. Maybe why? So somebody over here. I mean, we just had a, we just had a stage full of, of, of uh, seven graduates. Man, the way that we can encourage, man, the way it encourages me to see the body of God be the body of God and to live out what God has gifted you, what he's put in you. trying to use it too much in different places that maybe God hasn't gifted you in. I, I, don't, I don't know what the case is. I don't know what it looks like. Where are you at this? Maybe, maybe wait, kind of just come. Keep doing what, do what you're doing. Hey, you, you're gone. Move. You're like this.
Okay, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. All right, you're gone. My turn. <laughs> Every kid in here is like, dang. Thank you. I mean, like, you're okay, but I mean, uh. There we go. Man, there's a lot of, like, little. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm just feeling it. There's too many. There's too many that that just don't work. I'm more of like a one kind of drum guy. I have always. <laughs> And I, I, I play a mean, I play a mean air guitar, so this is going to be so good. I won't drop it. I think it's broke. <laughs> I think it was a little out of tune, maybe. I think so. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why my face does that I just feel like it helps enhance the use of the gift there's only four strings you think I'd be able to do this one the rest of them right thank you what's that progression again my inner child you don't know how bad I want that to be it like I think I'm like and even like, like I said I can play a mean air guitar but when you put that real thing in front of me like how wah, 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 like I don't know how in the world but like honestly, like what has God gifted you in what what is he what is what gift has he given you or gifts has he given you to be a part of the body to encourage to build up I guess the question I'd ask to close, are, are you helping his people in the church be strengthened by the use of your gift or gifts? The things that he's given you. Why or why not? I'm just saying, you've got a role to play. 
you have got a role to play. And imagine what God could do in this place, in this community, in this world, for his glory, for his honor, for his great name. If we would just submit, obey, and let him use us in a mighty, mighty way. Father, help us this morning to hear your voice. You've given gifts, and that should, that should blow us away. God, we are so grateful and so thankful. Father, I just pray for the men and women in here, the students in here, God, that are yours, that you've given gifts to. Father, I pray that they would give those gifts away. God, whether it be from this list or the other lists that are revealed to us in the scriptures, Father, that, that we would tap into, Father, that we would seek out, that we would know and walk in what those gifts are, and we would live them out for your glory, for the building up of your church. Like what Paul said, God, may that be our heart. And I long, I long to be there to impart to you some gifts. Well, I want to use my gifts in the body. Why? So the body can be stronger. Why? So people can be encouraged. Why? So lives can be changed. Father, help us get to that place. Help us live that out and be that in your world in this day. And we pray. Amen. They're going to lead us in that song. You stand. If you want to come pray, if we can do anything to encourage you, to, to walk with you, anything at all. If you want to know more about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, you be obedient in this moment. It's time of response.